Hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365 and this is day number 164 and I'm excited this morning because we have a special guest all the way from Germany which is health strategist Nina Sadlowski from Design Your Life for Results. So good morning my time here Nina and good evening <laughs> to you. Hi there Rob, really nice talking to you, thank you for the nice introduction. Uh, that's you're welcome and you're, you're in <laughs> Munich aren't you that's correct yes Munich yes and it's about oh I don't know what is it eight o'clock there it's now eight o'clock here yeah so good morning that's... to everyone in Australia <laughs> and I think you said it was last night you said it was snowing there that is right yeah and it actually did snow this morning as well and um, yeah so it's pretty pretty cold here right now so what's the temp like it's about zero is it yeah it's just under zero yeah. Right. Well, I can tell you, I know you like the sun. <laughs> yeah, I do. Right now at 6 a.m., yes. it is about 20 degrees here. That is amazing. So it's nice and I love nice it. And sunny. Yeah, I definitely uh, need to make my, uh, make my way to Australia at some point. I've never been to Australia. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, yes, oh, actually, I've lied. It's 14 degrees. Um, so, <laughs> Nina, you and I, we met in LA at Manga Success over there, and um, yeah. we've connected since then and thought um, that there were some similarities between our businesses and so forth. So, right. why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your background and, how, and a bit about your business and what you do? Sure. So, um, so my background, first of all, um, I studied business administration and I worked in the FMCG company, so fast-moving consumer goods, for 10 years. I was there like as a marketing manager and I did a lot in cosmetics, actually, so that's actually my background. Um, but I'm self-employed now since uh, July 2017. And I started out with being a yoga instructor, really. And then gradually, I've added on the coaching side of things and essential oils um, as well. So this is why I call myself a, life, um, a health strategist, as in, you know, I, I help people really with their physical health, with their mental health, and also with their emotional health. So it's a very, very holistic approach that I'm taking. I think that's what's exciting about uh, what you do, what I do. We do it slightly differently, but the mm -hmm. the um, the impacts of what we do that has on your own life, and then you obviously want to share that with others, yeah. is is quite remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, it is definitely. I mean, I um, you know, for example, like with with yoga, I really discovered that for myself in like about four years ago. Um, and that was really when I had lots of, yeah, there were lots of personal changes really in my life. And I felt like I needed some, you know, calm and some quiet um, time for me and something where I can really go a bit deeper to understand myself. And at the time, like since I'm actually age four, I've been dancing. I've been dancing the ballet, I've been dancing jazz and modern and, and things like that. But at that point of my life, I thought, okay, I really want to, I, I need something else. Dancing is not the right thing to do at this point. And that's actually when I started out with yoga. Um, at that point, I lived in London and I went regularly to yoga studios, you know, I joined a yoga retreat at some point and... 
also traveled through Latin America, and that is um, when I really dived, like, really deep into right my into yoga, yeah, and meditation practice as well. And from there, it really just continued and got deeper and more intense in a very positive way. So what would you say has been, like, the impact of yoga in your life? Oh my God, like so many beautiful things actually happened for me with yoga. Um, I think the most important thing that I gained from it um, to start with was um, really self-awareness um, and taking care of myself and of my body. Um, so, you know, things like feeling and like really tuning into my body to feel what the tensions are in my body but also in my mind. So what are the thoughts that I'm continuously thinking, you know, that keep repeating themselves in my head? Um, I also really noticed um, how my energy level was increasing. And now you might might think that sounds a bit contradicting because yoga is calm and everything. But um, what I, because of the self-awareness, I was able to have, to really, yeah, have less spikes in my chemistry, in my emotions, if that makes sense. Yes. And because of that, because of being then more consistent and calmer throughout my life and really through my daily life, I actually noticed that I had more energy for the things that are really relevant and for myself. And so I actually noticed higher energy levels and also more strength when it comes to you know, obviously to the physical body, but also when it comes to um, the mental strength. Um, and it really took me places like the the whole holistic approach, because at the end of the day, yoga is not, um, goes way beyond the physical benefits. It goes really, it's a holistic approach with yoga, because you, yes. you think about your your you know, mental state, you um, observe your thoughts, you um, also, well, you're just able to observe your emotions in general. And for me, that was really mind blowing and like a game changer because I, with all of that together, I noticed that I'm actually really able to design the life that I really want to live and that I can actually truly step into my power with that knowledge, you know, and with mm. knowing who I am as well because of the self-awareness as a basis. So, that, yeah. Those, okay, those great. Things. So <laughs> just to help uh, everybody listening, yeah. when, when you talk about self-awareness, yeah. so how, maybe if you could just walk me through, so how, how does that work for you or how, how can people use mm -hmm. that? Because obviously we have, uh, you know, a lot of thoughts that run through through yeah. our head and you, and you can be aware of certain uh, thoughts and not aware of other thoughts right. but when you talk about self-awareness what um what, maybe just walk me through how how you approach that for you yeah. what are you thinking about what is there something sure. that that triggers that you say hang on stop that mm -hmm. thought process be yeah. aware of uh, yeah just walk me through maybe yeah. an example Exactly. Um, so actually, that is a really good example that you just gave already for um, when it comes to self-awareness for the mind, because I want to differentiate between mind and body awareness as well. OK, but let's get yes. started with mind. So what I do is um, I meditate um, 
actually every day there might be one or the other exception you know um but generally i meditate every day so when i sit in my meditation i just breathe to start with and i go quiet and i really dive into myself and then once i am you know sitting very relaxed um in a like straight position though um i start really observing what pops pops up in my head you know what pops what kind of thoughts are popping up and um what i then do is i without judging them that's really really important because we always jump to you know conclusions and we want to find a solution to things that's not yes. what it what self awareness or mindfulness is about it's really just about observing and thinking okay now i think about um for example the future oh uh now i think about the past oh now i think about you know that next conversation that i need to have with my boss for example or now i think about um how you know the conversation that i just had with my boyfriend for example you know didn't go well so it's just about really observing what am i actually thinking about and are these thoughts more past related are they relating to the future are they for example logistics you know logistical thoughts that i'm having or administrational stuff um organizational stuff or is it just trash that i can actually just spin straight away because it's not relevant at all and by really observing that i find sometimes um really depends obviously on the day and it differs so much but sometimes i go like wow i think a lot about the past right now or yes. wow i'm completely in the future and i'm getting worried you know about certain things that are not even relevant right now because yes. i don't have the resources or the time or whatever to actually go into the future so why am i thinking about it so this is how i approach it when it comes okay. to the mind if that makes sense um yes but when it comes to the body um that is well you know i for example am in my yoga practice and even if i'm just sitting or lying in shavasana so that's kind of like an end relaxation pose in the in the yoga practice so then um you do notice where you have tensions normally if you are aware so you would notice a tension for example um in your jaw or in your shoulders or maybe in your hips um you know wherever it is but if you really focus on your breath and if you really focus on feeling and tuning into your body you will notice where your tensions are and then you obviously want to work on um releasing that tension you might not get rid of it straight away but you might be able to you know soothe it a bit yes and that so it's not just uh so looking in the mirror and saying oh well i feel <laughs> overweight i feel uh you know i look disgusting and anything like that it's not that no. type of aware, awareness we're no. looking much much deeper exactly yes. yeah not superficial at all it's really about having a connection you know with your body and with your mind because it's your body it's your mind so you know who yes. else is going to make that work for you so you're the only person who can have you know the best access ever into your own yes. body and into your own mind 
Yeah, that word uh, superficial is a good word because yeah. um, so so much of the health and fitness industry is built yeah. on a superficial mm. uh, basis, isn't it? With the way that you yeah. uh, you look and so forth. But yeah. well, as you and I know, it's it's so much deeper yeah. than that. And like the body comes from the mind. Exactly. Uh, because if, if if we don't get that. Uh, right, then the body is never going to be right because you you're not going yeah. to fuel yourself the right way or have the, you know, those non toxic thoughts and so forth. So, right. yeah, exactly. no, well, nicely explained. Now, can you? <laughs> okay. you so you specialise in slow flow yoga, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do actually. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's, oh, I don't know. Is there something like sixteen or something different types of oh, yoga? There there's is, there's a I lot. Know. I think there is even definitely more than 16. I think there is, I don't okay. even know how many, to be honest. I, I stopped counting. <laughs> so can, um, you t can you tell us what slow, what slow flow yoga? Yeah. So um, to me, it actually means, so first of all, it's a form of vinyasa flow. So it means you are flowing from one asana, so from one position to another. Okay. Yes. But what I do is um, it, it, slow flow yoga for me simply means that I move my clients and my students just a bit slower from one position to another instead of rushing through it. Because my experience is really that, um, you know, sometimes people are paying more attention to the form, to the outer appearance of how things look instead yes. of really making the the positions work for their body okay yes. so what my what what i find so important is um, the alignment of my of my clients and really like the alignment of the body so how are the feet standing how are the legs are they turned in or are they turned out how is the hip how is the you know the shoulder area whatever it is but I really want my clients to work properly and correctly when it comes to their alignment because I think it helps them to really gain more awareness as well because I, you know, I would obviously in my yoga classes, I'll tell them as well, okay, look, you are at the moment standing like this, for example, not straight or your leg is like slightly more to the right, but it should be more to the left. And by making them aware you know, I give them more time um, as well to go into the right position. So then what is really interesting, because once you work from the from the bottom, really from the feet and from the legs in yoga, everything upwards actually corrects itself. Okay. Okay. Most of the times that's really like an automatic, uh, automatic thing that happens. But I find that, um, you know, if I'm just rushing from one post to another, um, I, I just don't have that time to bring my clients into that alignment properly and into their awareness. Now, obviously, if somebody is really advanced, you know, and they have their alignment all set up, then that's a different story. And then I normally start slowly and then I sort of like build up the pace. But I always start slowly to give people the time to really tune into their body and yeah into into their thoughts actually as well because you know I always want them to have um the the mind side of things um as well on their on their radar so if they are in a pose just to give an example so if they hold a pose for a longer period of time than they are used to 
then normally thoughts are popping up, you know. Yes. Why do I have to be in that post for so long? When can we yes, move on? Yes. And so I yeah. always say them, um, say to them, okay, now observe your thoughts. What's happening? Because yoga is mindset work as well. It's not just body work. Yes. Would you yeah. say that the slow flow is a good place for somebody that's never done yoga before to start? Definitely, definitely. Um, it's it's definitely good for beginners. Um, it's also good though for you know practiced um, people who really have a regular practice, but who maybe got a bit too you know let's say caught up in all the you know great postures and poses that we have obviously in a yoga practice and sometimes for me it's really to go back to your basics yes okay for me important so can we talk a little about uh say trends in yoga i don't know what it's you can tell me in a second but um certainly in australia uh yo and look i i found that Australia tends to be a couple of years behind the fitness trends is what's happening in uh, the US. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure where the Europe sits in relation to that. But uh, yeah. yoga over the last few years, certainly the last 12 months to two years, has become, you know, the, you know, in thing to be doing for fitness um, yeah. in, in Australia. And I think yeah, yes. you and I spoke about this on the last call. Yeah. I find that, uh, you know, there'll be people that are, uh, you know, they might be uh, quite overweight and feel like they, mm. uh, they like the concept of telling people that they do yoga. And yeah. in their minds, they feel that it's easy and they can say mm-hmm. that they're getting fit at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but yoga is not easy at all. It's, it's quite difficult. But what <laughs> yeah. is, well, that's my view anyway, being yeah. a, a very um, inflexible human. Uh, <laughs> what, what are the trends like uh, for yoga in um, Europe? Yeah. Uh, like if it's trending the same way as Australia, what, what's well, your views on why you think that's the case? Well, I mean, it's definitely a trend here too. Uh, not only in Germany, but I, um, I, I mean, I obviously don't live everywhere, but um, from what I know, it's really become a trend not only in Germany but in overall Europe. Um, you know, I mean, just by just by the fact that, as we just said, there are so many different yoga styles on offer. It's just crazy, and it's not even stopping. I mean, there are new ones coming out regularly. And, um, you know, for, just for example, I mean, I, as I said earlier, I, I love dancing as well. And so what is obviously really, um, which is close to my heart, for example, to combine yoga and dance way more. And um, I remember when I first had that, you know, idea, then all of a sudden I saw it everywhere and it was already there. And I was like, okay. So it's definitely where, you know, people are putting their own you know, they put their own stamp on it. They, they make it their own style. Um, I mean, there was even beer yoga. You know, there is naked yoga. No. There's like crazy things. Yeah. So it's, um, I think, unfortunately, like the beer yoga, I think, comes from Germany. And then it swapped very quickly to, to, yeah, exactly. And then it swapped fairly quickly over to um, the UK, for example. Um but it's, um, it's it's actually quite interesting because I just recently read um, a study, like a survey about yoga. And um, even just in Germany alone, um, just under 4% of people actually practice yoga. So that's around 3 million right. people. 
Um, yes. And the majority is still females. Uh, yes. I think really with like 90% and 10% are males, but you can also see really um, a bit of a shift there. So whenever I do my practice in a yoga studio, I feel like there is more and more guys coming. Um, but yeah. the intentions are interestingly enough. Um, they are different. So guys, in my experience, really want to go um, to a yoga class to increase their flexibility, just exactly what you just said. You know, it's all yes. about stretching for them. But then they often don't come because they feel embarrassed, maybe. Um, yeah, because they can't do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Me. They think, yeah, exactly. But, you know, if you do, do you want to become more flexible? Oh, are you asking me? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say yes, but then my physio says yeah. you don't have to be more flexible for the okay. sake of just being more flexible. So, yeah. um, well, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, it depends because that's what I normally ask actually my male, um, you know, prospect clients, um, because then they always say, yes, yeah, sure. And I was like, well, yeah, then you should come to a yoga class because without doing anything, you're obviously yeah, not getting right. more flexibility. So, yeah. um, but it's a crazy, it's like a big market. I think globally, the yoga market is worth about, I think, 75 billion euros or something like that. It's a really massive amount. And um, to also, you know, um, talk about um, well, the trend again, it's just um, I, I really do notice a trend, luckily enough, to more mindfulness and more awareness. Now, there's obviously always people who don't really practice that, which is a bit of a shame. But I think we do notice that really in Germany and also Europe-wide. There is, I don't know how many yoga studios, um, even in Munich, you know, then there is like um, hubs like Berlin, there is even more. Uh, Frankfurt, um, there's like, you know, the big cities have loads of yoga studios. And it's the same in, um, in Europe. Uh, now, sometimes I feel like if it's like really the warmer it is in a certain country, um, the the less maybe yoga is sometimes practiced. But that's just something that I have felt like. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So do you think what is drawing people in uh, more so these days than other types of fitness is uh, the mindfulness side of it? I think that's definitely one thing. And also, I just believe that uh, yoga is really about a community as well. I think people always want to belong, don't they? And I mean, yeah, they can yes. obviously go to a gym. But then, uh, you know, that's also not necessarily for everyone. So people no, want to... Yeah, exactly. So in a yoga studio, so you obviously do the yoga practice for yourself, but you're still like there with like-minded people, you get the energy. And that's yes. the same when you work with you, for example, as a personal trainer, you know what I mean? You know, you just get that buzz, you get that vibe, you get that energy from other people. It's about belonging. It's about community. You meet like-minded people and it's definitely... Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing I think is still that yoga has just become a trend. It's just fancy to mm. practice yoga. It's just as simple is, as that. Yes. I, I think this is one of the things that, that the CrossFit community has done really well, whether you like CrossFit or yeah. not. I'm not, um, yeah. I'm not a, a huge fan of it because mm -hmm. of the potential risks that are involved yeah. and how easy the qualification is to get. And there are a lot of CrossFit box owners that aren't that great. 
in yeah. coaching. But uh, one thing that they are great at is building community. And, yeah. uh, you know, I could walk, uh, if I was a CrossFitter, uh, I could walk <laughs> over to, uh, you know, a CrossFit box in Munich and uh, yeah. most likely be opened with, uh, welcomed with open arms and you know you would just feel like you're one of one of them because of the the way that they have built that community they're very fanatical as well yeah uh, but that's one thing that they have they yeah. have done well so um, yeah. tell me the in terms of nutrition because obviously that's a, a key focus yeah uh, with anyone that's um, looking after their health and wellness yeah uh, most most yoga people tend to have a um, a vegetarianism. Uh, mindset. Tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about what um, what you do for yourself in new, terms of nutrition. Yeah, so I actually always say that I'm 80% vegan <laughs> because um, the, okay. the thing is I really do like eggs. So I don't want to miss out on eggs completely because I, I, I like them, I like the taste and I um, I find they give me, well, I, I, they just serve me well, you know, in terms of my nutrition. Um, but when it comes to, um, so I, I used to eat meat and um, I've, uh, I don't eat meat at all anymore, for example. Um, is this related to yoga? Maybe, probably, but also because I've just become more self-aware, as I said in the beginning. And that led me to understanding that it doesn't actually serve my body and that I don't actually need it. So why then you know, why then eat meat? That was my thing. Uh, but I'm not dogmatic, I must say. So, um, for example, once in a while, not in Germany necessarily, but if I'd be, you know, out traveling, for example, I really do like good fish as well. And that's obviously okay. not really vegan. So this is why I'm saying, you know, I'm 80% vegan, but I'm not dogmatic about it. Um, and yeah. I like... Um, I like being relaxed about food. Um, I think the more relaxed, well, at least for me, the, the more relaxed I am about food, the better I am. Because if with everything I'm eating, I have like, you know, a bad thought about it afterwards. And I think that, that that's not really helping, you know, the overall health. Um, yes. But if I really think about it, like what I would be typically eating, for example, in the day, then I normally eat porridge in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then I do, um, like a soup or a salad or like bowls, you know, with quinoa and vegetables or rice or whatever for lunch, things like that. Yes. And then for dinner, that's really subject to what I fancy. So sometimes it can be avocado bread and then obviously it's only a whole, you know, whole grain stuff. Um, so I rarely, very rarely eat like white bread. Um, or it can be, you know, some potatoes with vegetables. Um, it can be, well, I don't know. Sometimes I have porridge again because I really fancy that. Um, but I'm really, I'm really relaxed about my, um, my nutrition. Um, and I try to stick obviously to eating, you know, three meals a day, but I really don't snack a lot. So I really avoid that. Okay. And if I fancy snacking in between, then I do an apple or a banana, something that is, you know, serving me that that moment. But I'm also not really into sweet stuff. So, I mean, if I eat my porridge, that's already sweet. But I don't, I don't really eat chocolate or, well, you know, any bars, chocolate bars and stuff like that because I just don't really need it. Um, and if I really do need chocolate, then I eat vegan chocolate. 
or a vegan cake. Um, if it really craves it, you know, then that's yes. fine. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. And I drink lots of water and herbal teas and I don't put um, sugar anywhere. So sugar, I mean, I, I don't use sugar at all. So I use like, you know, agave syrup or stuff like that, but I don't use plain sugar, never. And I look at stuff as well on the backside, uh, checking what the sugar content is. So I'm quite aware yes. of that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's interesting, isn't it? The different uh, the different approaches. So I yeah. uh, I work on six to eight meals a day, which I know is going to freak oh. you out. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> uh, so breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, three snacks. Uh -huh. um, so like morning tea, afternoon tea, evening snack, and before I do a workout, I'll do a um, supplementation. Yeah, like oh, a, yeah. A, uh, like a little protein drink before and after. So that's where you get the eight meals for. Um, yeah, well, the sort of snacks, but I call yeah. them meals to sort of make give yeah. people a, an understanding. Um, so I'm eating every two to three hours, okay, uh, just to keep my metabolism high and and so forth. So, um, the yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Um, in terms of, I'm just conscious of our our time here. The let's have, we maybe we might have another call on nutrition. So I'm interested to find out what what's happening over in Germany in terms of overweight and obesity and so forth. Yeah, it's a big yeah. problem here. Okay. Uh, the essential oils, I wanted to talk about that. So, oh, yeah. Um, to talk about – so this is another arm of your, your business. That's right. Tell, tell us a little bit about how you work with essential oils and the role that they play in uh, your life and the role that they can play yeah. in people's lives. Sure. Um, I mean, so basically I started working with essential oils back in February, so uh, just under a year now. And I got into this because I, I just felt, you know, it obviously really um, adds up with my healthy and very conscious lifestyle. And I also use it in my yoga practice, not only for myself, but also on my students and my clients. And what, what the oils do for me, but also what they obviously do for others is they really support us in our physical, mental and also emotional well-being. Okay, because okay. at the end of the day, our smelling sense, our olfactory sense is connected to the limbic system in our brain. Yes. And there, as you as you might know, and others as well, um, these this is the area where our emotions are processed, and this is why um, the oils and their smell have like such a big impact on our on our well being and how we feel. And yes. um, if you really use um, essential oils on a regular basis, you know, with everything, with fitness, with yoga, with everything, consistency is so key as well to the oils. And um, it, the results have just been amazing for me. So whether it is, you know, that you have a problem with your immune system or you, you know, you feel sick quite often, then there's, for example, um, an oil to hand, you know, that supports you in your immune system. If you really use it regularly, that means daily. Um, or okay. if you feel like, you know, during the day, always in the afternoon, you have like a a problem with focusing, you're tired, you have, you're lacking clarity, then for example, peppermint is a really nice oil to use. And okay. it's something that I'm always carrying around in my bag. And then, yeah. you know, I just want to give some examples so that people can, you know, um, bond with it a bit better. And lavender, as everyone knows as well, is um, 
you know, really good to aid a relaxing and calming sleep. Exactly. So Mm. it's, um, you know, but the body obviously needs to adjust to that as well. So the body needs to understand, ah, there is like something else coming into my life here. Okay. So obviously you need to give the body and and your your mind as well, like some time to um, process that change. So this is why consistency of application is so important with the oils. So where uh, the one you said about focus and, and so forth, and maybe it's the same for lavender, but uh, so yeah. where, would, where do you place it? Like obviously there's diffusers and so forth, but you're talking about yeah. actually applying it to your skin. Yeah, so there is actually, that's a good point. So there are three ways of using essential oils. One is really in a diffuser. So you have like the aromatherapy effect. Then one is really um, to apply onto your skin. And um, the last one is even with the oils that I'm using because they are so, so clean, you can even um, take them internally with water, which is what I do as well on a daily basis. Um, When it comes to, you know, you're um, applying it topically onto your skin, it really depends on what you're obviously targeting. But what is so important, just go with your gut, just go with your intuition. So lavender, let's just say as an example, if you want to aid your sleep, and let's just assume you're a side sleeper. Let's just assume you, you sleep on the right-hand side of your body, okay? Then you yes. might want to think about using and applying lavender on the uh, right um, inside of your wrist, because this is where you would oh, have yeah, your nose, probably. Your face, exactly. Yes. So, or you can also apply it to your palms, um, uh, to your, not palms, to your temples <laughs> and, um, okay. yeah, or to the back of the neck. So, um, it's really important to just use the intu- intuition and apply it where you feel you need it most. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So then if we talk about the, say the type of oil that you use, I mean, we have these, yeah. you know, really cheap $2 shops over here. And yeah. you can always buy really cheap oils and so forth. Yeah. How how do you go about finding, uh, you know, what's the the best sort for yeah. you to be using to get the maximise the benefit? Okay, I mean, so obviously they need to be completely pure. So it really just needs to be the essence of the of the plant of the you know of the. Um, of the flower or whatever it is that the essential oil stems from. I personally use the um, the oils of doTERRA and it's an American company and um, they really um, have, for what I have seen, because I've used other oils before, you know, to really decide for the right brand that is for me but doTERRA is really like the cleanest that I have seen on the market so let's just uh, let's just take lavender as an example again because where is lavender growing best where does it actually come from it comes from the Provence in in France and um, so that means that doTERRA really goes there and picks the lavender plants and really you know gains the oils from that one plant so there is nothing else in there there is only pure pure lavender in that that oil, in that bottle. And this is really what doTERRA stands for. It's um, about single single oil sourcing or single plant sourcing. So you really go into one area, you pick the plants there, and then you take it and you make the oil from that. You don't even go to different plants, you know, so you stick with one plant, with one area, with one, um, yeah, continent with one um farm as well 
Yeah, so there sure. is no okay. mix and match going on. And that's, I think, really, really critical because obviously as those oils have a therapeutic effect on us, you really want to ensure that they are completely clean and that you're not putting any, you know, let's say yeah, like crap. Yeah, exactly. Onto yeah, your yeah. body because that's yeah. what you're actually trying to get rid of. So um, doTERRA, that's spelled D-O-T-E-R-R-A. Is that, a. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Terra. It actually means the present of the earth, by the way. That's what oh, it means. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I'm just having a look. At, okay. I wanted to have ask you a question around uh, coaching. Yeah. And you've obviously got a coaching part of your business. But yeah, sure. um, I think we're not going to have time to go through all of that today. But I wanted to yeah. talk to you about... Um, you get coaching, I get coaching, um, yeah. you are a coach, I'm a coach as well. Yeah. Um, how important do you find that coaching is for, for you to drive you in being successful in terms of what it is that you're achieving for your, your business, your life outcomes, um, yeah. et cetera? Oh my God. I mean, it's so, so important. I always say like, if you're working as a coach yourself, you must have a coach or two or even more. Right. So mm. I, um, I receive coaching, uh, which is, has more like a spiritual aspect to it from my coach in London. Uh, because when I lived there, I met him and we started working with each other and we work ever since. And he really helped me to step into my into my true self. You know, who am I really? What are my values? And really take like a personal, um, the personal aspect of uh, coaching. Um, and then obviously, you know, as I was diving deeper and deep, deeper and understood myself way more and really understood what my way is from here. I also got a business coach and um, this is actually where the two of us met, you know, with JT Fox. Um, so he's my coach and mentor in the US. And um, uh, I, I place really like immense value on both of those coaches um, because what, what, what a coach does is really like, first of all, they tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. So they obviously yes. keep, you know, pushing you out of your comfort zone so that you can really keep growing and growing. And I think as a coach, that's essential. You know, you want to keep growing um, so that you can always deliver more value to your clients as well. And uh, for me, being like a coach and also working in all the other areas um, of my business, I also find it really important to have a sparing partner, to have an accountability partner, you know, that really pushes me and that I can, yeah, grow my business, but also my, my myself, like to really be the, the best version that I can possibly be. And that's only possible, I think, if we are having someone that drives us to that edge sometimes and to then really gain the results. And at the end of the day, for me, results mean success. Yes. Yeah, yeah. well said. I, I like to liken it to the, say, the world record holder or the, you know, the Olympian that is, um, has won a gold medal. I'm, I'm sure there's not you know, any gold medalist that exists in the last 20 years or so that would say, yeah. no, I did it, I did it all by myself. I, mm -hmm. you know, I I didn't have one coach. I just I just did it by myself. Yeah. Uh, the point of that being that if you want to 
achieve the absolute optimum of your performance, then um, you need to get coaching to help you uh, to achieve yeah. uh, what it is that you, you want to achieve because you don't know what you don't know and um, there's always someone out there that can, can help support you to, to get there faster. That's right. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, Nina, I feel like we have just scraped the tip of the iceberg here and I have a whole <laughs> bunch of other questions, but I'm also conscious of not yeah. making this, um, this call be too long, a, a bit too long and I, I yeah. think we're already, we're already up to 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so um, maybe just in, in closing. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you could, um, I don't know whether you had a, an offer or anything of your services or how people could find out more about you if you wanted to um, give us a few details about uh, your website and how people could get in contact with you and yeah. have their own discussion. Of course. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, I'd be really happy to have you. And then you just go to my website, which is dot designyourlifeforresults.com. So design your life for results, all in one word. And there you will find um, three sections as well, as we've just discussed. So about my yoga business, about the coaching business, and about the essential oils. And just so that everyone knows, if you purchase oils through me, you always will get a 25% discount on the list price, which is amazing. And um, you can obviously reach out through the website. So there will be contact forms and everything. You can also drop me an email to nina at designyourlifeforresults.com. And then maybe just put in the subject line, you know, if your message is regarding yoga, oils or coaching so that I can assign that uh, quicker. Terrific. So I don't know where there's multiple ways of spelling Nina, but that's N-I-N-A. That's correct, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> all right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Terrific. Well, Nina, um, thanks so much for today. I think this is great, and I think I would love to have you on again to talk about oh, some of the other aspects of coaching, yeah, sure. nutrition. I'd love and, that too. <laughs> and so forth and, and talk about uh, some other trends that are perhaps happening in Europe and so forth. It's fascinating sure. that we, we're such a big planet, but it seems like we're, we're um, so closely related. So yeah, um, thanks so much for your time today, Nina. I and, thank you. Um, <laughs> we look forward to um, chatting again soon. Yes, I love that. <laughs> All right, Have a you. great day over in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye.